Good morning and welcome to the historic Lindsley Avenue Church of Christ message. Today I'm joining you from my back porch and I'm hoping and praying that you are well and having a wonderful, beautiful day. Thank you for making worship and scripture a priority in your week and uh, we hope that this will be a blessing and an encouragement to you today. I want to talk to you about a subject that I feel is so very needed right now and, and I hope that you find relevant to your life and to your prayers and that is the subject of peace and I look out into our world and I look at what's going on and it's um, disturbing. It's scary to see the division and the conflict and the acrimony and the animosity that we're seeing among people. We really need peace, don't we? John chapter 16, Jesus says these words, these things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Those words are so needed right now, aren't they? A reminder that even though we see tribulation, that we see conflict, that we see violence, that Christ reminds us that there is a peace in him and that Christ has ultimately overcome the world. But what about the violence? What about the acrimony? What about the division? What about this conflict? How do we understand it? I'm reminded of a war that happened in 1925 between Bulgaria and Greece. And there was a standoff between the soldiers of those countries. And what happened was interesting. What happened was that a dog runs out between all of the soldiers and, and, the, and the soldier from Greece runs after his dog and as a result, he shot. And the war ensues. And it's commonly called the war of the stray dog. If we were to begin to analyze that war, no one, no historian would say that the war was actually over the dog, would they? No, but that moment was the flashpoint. That moment was when the tension and the violence was released. But the war itself had a larger context, had a larger story to it, didn't it? It wasn't over the stray dog, even though that became the moment the guns began to fire. And so as we look out at the conflict and the violence and the things that are ensuing, we must understand that there are underlying deeper currents to what are going on in the story of our conflicts. One time 
I had a dream, and it was a great dream. And I dreamed that the world was at peace with itself. In fact, it was kind of boring. You turn on the news, there's really nothing to report. Everybody smiles, everybody's thumbs up. And can you imagine a world where there isn't what we're seeing now, where everyone is getting along, where everyone is at peace with each other? But then my question comes to you and me, in a world where there is total peace, would you be at peace with yourself? And I think that this gets to the beginning of the root of where our conflicts and our violence comes from. That it's not just a story about what's happening externally, is it? No, but this is a manifestation of what's happening internally within us. If we ever will achieve peace, we have to, number one, love peace. We have to really want it, to desire it, to love it. The psalmist of old gave this beautiful picture, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. What a beautiful picture it is when people are together unified. We need unity, don't we? We need peace, first of all, among nations. When you look back at the 20th century, for all of its modernity, for all of the technological advances, for all of what we came to know and do know, 160 million people were slaughtered in war. We need peace among nations, don't we? We need peace among races. And of course, right now, this is a subject that's boiling within our culture and within our society. And we're talking about systemic racism. We're talking about racism and hatred. And it seems like everyone is misunderstanding each other. Of course, scientifically, it's been proven that race is is really a sociological construction that really the differences between races are not that significant, that there are actually more differences within a race than between races. And so it's, it's merely a sociological construction. The scriptures say in Acts chapter 17, 26, that he has made one blood every nation. We're all in the same family. We are of one blood. But yet, hatred exists, doesn't it? Arthur Ashe, the famed tennis player, once revealed the pain that he had received in his life. He says, as painful as it is to know that I have the dread of this disease, speaking of AIDS, he said, nothing could be as painful as the rejection I have endured over a life by virtue of my color. Can you imagine that statement, the pain 
that Arthur Ashe felt in dealing with the dreadful disease of AIDS was incomparable to what he had received in the hate over his color and the injustice over his color. We need peace. We also need peace among religions. Pure religion and undefiled before God is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's what religion is, but yet religion has also become a place where war and disharmony and hatred happen. In the Encyclopedia of War, it lists some 1,763 wars, and 123 of them were labeled because of religious intolerance. That's not what religion is about. That's not what Christianity is about. It's not about violence, is it? We need peace among our nations, among our races, among religions, among neighbors. James says, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. That is the royal law, James says, the royal law. And sometimes those that are close in proximity are the ones that we have trouble with. We also need peace at home, don't we? Sometimes the places that are most filled with conflict and violence and pain are with the people we love the most. And it's because we do love them the most that it hurts so badly. And it's those people who know us best that can hurt us the worst. We need peace at home. We need peace in the church. Sometimes churches have been the most divisive places on earth. Paul encourages us in Philippians 2 to fulfill my joy. Be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. We need to love peace. We need to, number two, live in peace. The Bible tells us where conflict comes from. James says this about conflict and wars and fighting. He says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? James identifies where the fighting comes from. It comes from within. Where do these fightings come from? They come because of greed, because of hunger for power, because of desires for the esteem of men. And we need to pray for all men for all those in authority, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Because there is a war. But it is not a war that we need to pursue physically with flesh and blood. Paul says in Ephesians 6, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Our weapons are not carnal. He says in 2 Corinthians 10. 
but we are to cast down every argument and every high thing that esteems itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to Christ in obedience. That war is within, and the battle is for the soul of man, not against flesh and blood. We need to lift peace in our lives, and to lift peace is to lift Christ. The unique thing about Christ is, is that not only did he say these powerful, profound truths, he also demonstrated them in his own life. Jesus says that we must live our lives in light of worship to God. Remember in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, he says, if you have aught with a brother and you remember it and you're at the altar of worship, you're to set down your gift and go and get right. Then come and worship God. That my worship is affected by the relationships of those around me. And if my relationships with my fellow man are not whole, are not good, are not right, then my relationship with God can be severed. And we see that demonstrated in Jesus' life. They came to the garden where Jesus was praying in Gethsemane. They came to arrest him. And as they began to arrest him. Peter took his sword and struck the soldier's ear and lopped it off. And Jesus puts the ear back on the servant and heals him. Jesus demonstrated grace while others were pursuing violence. Jesus also says, not only are we to live our lives in light of worship to God. He also says, sometimes we simply need to be agreeable. Isn't that sometimes elusive? People who are agreeable? Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, agree with your adversary while you were in the way with him. That there are times where we should be agreeable and even compromise. When Jesus was taking and brought before the Sanhedrin, they said, are you the son of God? And Jesus agrees with them. He says, you rightly say that I am. And Jesus says, I have come to bear witness of the truth. So we need to see our relationships in light of worship. We need to be more agreeable. We need to turn the other cheek. That's what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. And that's what we see demonstrated in his life on the cross. That It says in Matthew that he could call 12 legions of angels to free him and to destroy the captors, but yet Christ turns the other cheek. And sometimes we like to take that verse and we like to say, well, it means this and it means that. And 
but it actually means so much more, not less. We also see that Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies in Matthew chapter 5, 43 through 48. And we see that demonstrated on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And as a result of our pursuing peace, as much as depends on us, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12, we become sons of God. When we look the most like Christ is when we are at peace with one another and pursuing peace in a Christ-like manner. It's not easy. But Jesus gives us the promise, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto thee. So my question goes back to that dream of where the world is at peace. There's no conflict. Would you be at peace within yourself? Or do you find yourself in spiritual conflict within yourself, whether it be addiction or whether it be the battle between truth and lies or the battle between the self and God's will or whether it be the battle between flesh and spirit, heaven and earth, immortality and mortality. That battle is only won and overcome through Christ. There is only peace in Christ because He is the answer to those questions. The answer to truth and falsehood. The answer to self and to God. The answer between flesh and spirit, heaven and earth, and mortality and immortality. It is through Christ that we have overcome I hope you find that peace today. That peace comes at a great price. It comes through the price of Christ himself. When we think about the cross, we think about what Jesus offered. He offered his body to purchase us, to redeem us, to reconcile us. So at this time, will you Focus with me on where peace comes from. It came from a violent place called the cross of Calvary. Father, we thank you for the peace that passeth all understanding, that Christ resolves the conflicts within ourselves, that Christ commands us to love, that your son conquers and overcomes the battle that is within. And Lord, we're thankful that that happened through his death. And so at this time, we reflect on his body that was slain and we partake of this bread in remembrance of him. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray again. Father God, thank you 
for the love demonstrated in Jesus. We partake of this fruit of the vine which represents his blood which forgives. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And let our prayer be this week for peace. A peace which passeth all understanding. Oscar Wilde once said, Some cause happiness wherever they go, and others whenever they go. So be the type of person who brings peace to those around you. And may peace be upon you. God bless.